Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. To be able to hear us say it, hallelujah, to make the confession that God is the joy and the strength of my life. Hallelujah. Would you just help me? Hallelujah. Just sing a couple of stanzas if you don't mind. Come on. God is the joy. He moves. He promised to keep me, never to leave, never ever come. Come on, somebody has that testimony. Stay in the narrow way. I'll keep my life. Why? Because when he comes back, praise. God bless you on this morning. We certainly thank the Lord for each of you that have made your way to the house of the Lord. Those of you that have made your way in front of your various instruments so that you might be a part of our worship experience on this morning. I want to direct your attention to the word of the Lord on this morning. The book of 1 Samuel the third chapter, the first 10 verses, a familiar passage to many of us. 
but want to be able to extrapolate from the word of God this morning uh, in a way of encouraging you and, and, and challenging each of us to really get closer to the Lord Jesus. While you're uh, still thumbing or strumming through the, the pages looking to 1 Samuel chapter 3, I do want to uh, just testify briefly and encourage each and every one of you uh, that have the ability or are in a position, uh, I want to encourage you uh, certainly to take advantage of what uh, uh, in want of activities uh, that many of us are so desperately uh, in want of. On uh, last Friday, I want to testify that I received uh, the first dose of my vaccine. There are many that are concerned about whether or not they should do it. I did it on Friday or Sunday. I'm still here. Glory to God, I'm standing in front of you. I don't have any ill effects. I had a sore shoulder on yesterday, but I've been vaccinated a lot of times over the course of my life, and a sore shoulder is uh, not uncommon. Hallelujah. It's a sign that the, that the vaccine is actually working. And so I encourage each of you that have uh, uh, the privilege and the opportunity of doing so. I realize that many aren't in that particular age group yet. Praise God that I am, but I realize we have essential workers among us and out there and you're trying to determine whether or not you should receive the vaccine there is an alternative to the vaccine and I praise God that we have not had to exercise that alternative here at Tabernacle of Praise Church over the last 12 months and we praise God for that we have not had to celebrate the home going of anybody we praise the Lord that, we, that most of us are still praising and magnifying the name of the Lord in the land of the living. And so we encourage you, amen, to take advantage of that so that we can get back to some semblance of normalcy. We'll never go back to the way it was. And so we're getting, we're coming accustomed to doing things a new way. If you have 1 Samuel chapter 3, I invite you to read along with me the first 10 verses and um, certainly soliciting your prayers on this morning. Don't have plan to be before you very long, but I do want to challenge us in this hour. If you have 1 Samuel chapter 3, say amen. amen. Let's read together. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was laid down in his place, his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out into the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord said, and the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I callest not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. 
And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt speak. Thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. The word of the Lord is blessed. I want to go back and actually take my thought from verse 7. Where the word of the Lord says here in verse 7, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Would you just turn to somebody that's within earshot of you and just say to them, I'm still getting to know the Lord Jesus. I'm still getting to know the Lord Jesus. Would you pray with me? Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, we come thanking you, Lord, for the privilege and the opportunity to stand before your people. Now, God, we realize the charge and how many souls are at stake. And so we ask, God, that you would speak in the name of Jesus so that your servants might be able to hear. God, we realize and know that we're living in a day and time when, when men believe in, in their hearts that they really know you. But we're asking in this hour, God, that you reveal yourself to us in a more profound way. Make it clear, oh God. There are many voices, but we need to hear yours on today, God. Make it clear and plain unto us, God, that we might seek your face like nevermore. We ask, Lord, now that you would look favorably upon these, your people, oh God, whether they be in the sanctuary or whether they be in their homes or jobs, wherever they are, where they're viewing, oh Lord, we pray, God, that a word would go out today now in the name of Jesus, God, that would saturate the hearts of men, that would convict us and challenge us, oh God, hallelujah, to really get to know you in a way that we perhaps have not known you before, put ourselves in a position so that you might be able to reveal more of yourself to us that we might be not only hearers but doers of your word in the name of Jesus we pray and ask these things we say thank you Lord amen and amen you may be seated in the house of the Lord words are very powerful I'm going to get to uh, my message in a moment. Words are very powerful idioms of expression. One word from God, sometimes not an entire expression, but just sometimes one word from God is so powerful that it can move both heaven and earth. As a matter of fact, God said in the beginning, 
let there be light. And out of the gross darkness, uh, light appeared and it separated itself so that there would be a daytime and a nighttime. The word is quick according to the scripture, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And sometimes you don't need an entire glossary of scripture when you're confronted with a situation. Sometimes just, just a word spoken will enable you to defeat the enemy. Sometimes all you need is just a phrase. The centurion soldier said to Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have servants and I tell servants to go here and they go. Come there and they go. If you just speak the word, you don't have to travel all the way to my house. Your words have power. And so if you would speak the word only, my servant will be healed. One word will stop your enemy right in the midst of his tracks. One word can change your situation, hallelujah, from darkness to light. One word can turn your circumstances uh, all the way around. Uh, so what was on top of you, uh, hallelujah, you have the, the ability to be on top of it. Uh, when the disciples were caught in a, in a tumultuous storm uh, and Jesus came walking to them uh, on the water, Peter said, Lord, if that be you, bid me to come to walk on the water just like you. And the Lord didn't have to go into chapter and verse. He didn't have to come up with a bunch of, uh, of, of, of phrases and clauses and catchy little jingles on the strength of one word. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Peter was able to come and walk on the water to Jesus when, when, when Jesus said to Peter, come come just one word hallelujah and sometimes all that we need is just one word from the Lord one phrase one passage of scripture that Lord will put in our hearts so that we might be able to meet the challenges of our day when we consider this particular passage of scripture, wanted to be able to get that out of the way. Glory to God. This passage of scripture as it relates to Samuel, we need to understand and know that the word of the Lord starts out by telling us that, that Samuel worked in the house of the Lord. It also said that in that day, the word of the Lord, hallelujah, was rare. There was no open vision hallelujah and, and and the bible said that samuel worked in the house of the lord under the supervision of eli and it also says something that's rather profound in that he was working in the house of the lord but it says also that he did not yet know the lord neither was the word of the lord yet revealed to him he has a position in the house of the Lord he knew that Jehovah was the God of Israel was the one and only true God uh, he understood uh, that, 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 that there was something about, about God even as he was watching in the life of Eli that was that suggested to him that he was in the right place 
he understood, glory to God, that, that, the, that he had a responsibility to God, but the word was careful to let us know that he did not yet know the Lord the way that he should know the Lord. He was ignorant, being a young man and perhaps even a child of how God spoke to godly men during that particular day and, and was not accustomed that God would sometimes use a, a very audible voice to speak to men. He doesn't necessarily do it in this particular day that way, but there was an open communication between God and his men during that particular day and Samuel was somewhat of a novice and so he did not get have that experience. It was a good chance that he had never heard God speak to him in the manner that God spoke to him during that day and so he had a, a problem in being able to differentiate the voice of God from the voice of Eli. He had a job in the house of the Lord. He was functioning in the house of the Lord. Perhaps he was singing in the choir or he was serving as a sanctuary attendant. Perhaps he had some other responsibilities as the scripture would note to take care of the house of the Lord. And yet the Bible is open and transparent to let us know that he does not yet know the Lord. And then I thought to myself, could you imagine that one of the teachers here at Tabernacle of Praise Church would jump up and say, I teach Sunday school, but I don't know the Lord. What kind of effect would that have upon the church? That would be a huge gasp that would go throughout the sanctuary just like you just did when I made mention of it. It's not like anybody's testifying to that. Just the very idea caused you to gasp. My leadership would be called into question for allowing someone to impart to the people of the Lord that they themselves don't know the Lord. The problem with many of us is that we have somewhat of a condescending attitude toward anyone that would say that they don't yet know the Lord. And sometimes uh, this becomes a, a problem for us because we are somewhat presumptive in our ideology in that we believe that if somebody says that they know the Lord, hallelujah, we automatically go to a place to where they understand all the inner and outer workings of God. But I challenge our ideology and our theology to suggest to you that it might be possible that some of us really don't know the Lord the way that we would like for you to think that we know the Lord. I'm not picking on anybody, I'm just preaching. I know we testify that I've been saved for 10 years and 25 years. I've been saved for 40 and I, I know the Lord. But just because you say that, it doesn't always translate into really knowing the Lord. Women have, uh, well, let, me, let, me, let me say, people, people have been married 
for 10 years, 15 years, and really don't know their spouses. Women carry children nine months in their womb, clothe them, feed them, educate them, train them for 18 years only to find out that there was something in the child's character that they didn't know about and now the child is grown and doing some things that bring a reproach upon the family and you didn't realize that I really didn't know that about my child. You don't have to say amen. I just know that that's the truth. Children have grown up in homes 20, 25 years old, not knowing that their mama and daddy really weren't married. They had engaged in what they used to call common law. So do you think that in the space of the few years that you've been saved, attended a handful of Bible classes, taken a few notes, finally are able to pronounce the words in the Bible correctly, finally getting to the point where you come to church regularly, you have the ability to distinguish between the Old Testament and the New Testament that now you know the Lord. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but some of us just barely graduated high school. Now all of a sudden we know the Lord. We know God, the, the, the one that's immutable, unchangeable, awesome, eternal, everlasting, omni, omniscient, omniscient, omnipresent. The one who has all power in his hand, who said, I'm the first and the last, I'm the beginning and the end, I'm Alpha and Omega. Now, that, now, now, now you say that you know the Lord, you know, glory to God, you don't know your teenager. And if you don't know your teenager, there's a good chance that you don't know the Lord. Why would I say that? I even put my own self in that category because the Bible says, uh, hallelujah, that as far as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts above yours. God has so many wisdoms and so many dimensions to his spiritual grace that it takes a while with us walking with the Lord and, and, and studying the word of God and working through the trials and tests and traumas of our lives that God puts us through so that we might be able to be able to distinguish the voice of the Lord. And so before we can definitely say without a shadow of a doubt, say that we know the Lord, we need to allow ourselves to go through a process where we really engage on every front in knowing the Lord Jesus. So here in the scripture, we learn that, 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 that Samuel now is not in the place where he's at by accident. He is not a mistake. He is not an afterthought. He is not the result, hallelujah, of a, of a pregnancy that, that wasn't planned or anything else. It's not like that. He is a direct result of a praying mother who sought the Lord, who bombarded heaven night and day until God opened up her womb and blessed her to birth and deliver a son that she gave back. To the Lord. He was born 
as a result of a, pre of a pre-designed purpose. The power of God was on the life uh, of Samuel all the days of his life. But at this time in the scriptures, uh, the word of the Lord said uh, that, that, that God had not revealed all of himself to Samuel yet. And so we must understand that when it comes to knowing God, there is so much more to know about God. I, I said when it comes to knowing God, uh, there is so much more to know about God. I have taught things, uh, glory to God, and held certain positions that I would later have to back up on and rethink because my experience with the Lord uh, and the position that I'm in and seeking God, uh, God would reveal things to me later that he didn't reveal to me at first. And because you begin uh, to know things about God, uh, hallelujah, sometimes as you matriculate through your experience, with God, uh, you learn not just the scriptures, uh, but you learn more about the God that you serve. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, I'm not talking about just knowing his word because uh, that becomes a natural consequence of studying the scriptures. Uh, if you study the scriptures, uh, if you study intently, uh, God will uh, automatically deliver to you an understanding of his word. But when we go deeper, hallelujah, than just knowing uh, the word of God, uh, hallelujah, I'm talking about at this point, knowing more about God, uh, it is possible that we know the word of God, uh, but we don't necessarily know the God of the word. I say it's possible that we might know the word of God, but not the God of the word. It's possible that we are teaching in seminaries, hallelujah, and in universities, and we're teaching scripture. And I believe that in some cases, those that are teaching scripture don't even know the Lord yet, might not know him at all. Do you realize that there in a few short years that you have come to know the Lord that sometimes we make a mistake and I need today to challenge uh, our thinking not to think that we have arrived uh, not to think that we have already attained uh, but to understand there is so much more to know about God uh, so that we continue to hunger and thirst after him we continue to strive to know more to get deeper in the Lord uh, not to be settled uh, hallelujah halfway but be willing uh, to, 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 to put your own self through the, the, through the challenge through the test of learning more about God. Hallelujah. I need to support that in Scripture. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, Nevertheless, the foundations of God stand as sure that having this seal, that the Lord knoweth those that are his. Hallelujah. And so it doesn't necessarily uh, uh, put so much emphasis uh, on me knowing the Lord uh, as it does with the Lord knowing me. 
And so the Lord knows me. The Lord knows you. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee and appointed thee to be a prophet unto the nations. And so God knows us in advance. God knows you. He knew you before you ever got saved. He knew you. And so it becomes important for us to understand. It's, it's as, as important as it is for us to know God, it's even more important to know that God knows us hallelujah he knows us he knows uh, everything that is to know about us hallelujah I thank God that he knows you so well uh, until he's talking in heaven to others about you hallelujah he's telling others what he knows about you why he saved you why he set you apart because he's going to anoint you to do things as others won't be able to do he told the angels these shall be mine when I make them my jewels glory to God uh, the young man who is running the streets right now, uh, who is drunk, uh, who is getting in trouble, doesn't even know yet uh, that God knows uh, his name, uh, that God knows uh, who he is, uh, that God has already picked him out uh, and chosen him. Uh, hallelujah. He doesn't know me, uh, but I know him. Uh, somebody ought to give God a praise right there because he knows you. You might not know him well enough, but he already knows everything that there is to know about you. Hallelujah. And he knows you, not just since you've been saved, but he knew me. Hallelujah. Let me talk about me. He knew me. Hallelujah. When I was still in the muck and the mire of my sins, he knew me. When I disrespected sanctified people, I thought that they were a joke, but he knew me uh, when I was playing tricks uh, on my mom and dad uh, when they would try to get me to come to church. Uh, let me testify uh, he knew me. Uh, glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, before I ever knew him, uh, he knew me when a gun uh, was pointed in my face uh, and the trigger pulled uh, and the gun didn't discharge. Uh, he already uh, knew who I was. Uh, he knew me. Uh, hallelujah. Wouldn't let me die hallelujah in a boating accident death was coming to get me death was coming to get you death was all around you hallelujah and while God allowed death to take this one and not that one he said to you you can't take that one because I know them they haven't made their mind to live for me yet but I picked them out already the Lord knows who I am he knows my name. Hallelujah. He is already pre-written. My name in the Lamb's book of life because he knew that he had enough power to overcome my weakness and save me anyway. He knew my strengths. He knew my weaknesses. He knew my victories and my defeats. He knew your thoughts afar off. Your proclivities, your tendencies, your attitude, 
your craving and desires and nothing about you nothing about me would defeat God hallelujah from extending his love toward us hallelujah and saving us hallelujah nothing was hidden from him your life didn't take God by surprise my God Hebrews says that all things are open unto him with which we have to do David said hallelujah if I make my bed in heaven he'll already be there if I make my bed in hell I'll find him there when I show up hallelujah if I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the earth he'll be there already when I get there so my struggle is not whether or not hallelujah he knows me my struggle is whether or not I know him God knows me God has chosen me. I'm not trying to try out for God's team. God has already chosen me. He's already drafted me. I'm already a part, hallelujah, of the team. John 15, 16 says, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. I didn't just choose you, but I ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit might remain. So my struggle is like Samuel's. Hallelujah. My struggle is not God knowing me. It's my, my struggle is me getting to know God. And so it takes a while. It takes a while to develop a relationship with God. It takes a while until you can, hallelujah, with that, with the unashamedly say that I know the Lord. It takes a while. Glory, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. When you get to the place to where you're not going to church just to be an attendee, but having a deeper, intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God begins to share with you uh, revelations uh, of who he is. Uh, revelations uh, of how he's going to use you. Uh, revelations uh, that would challenge you uh, into a deeper knowledge uh, of the Lord Jesus. Uh, where you're not just telling the devil, uh, I rebuke you uh, in the name of my pastor uh, who used uh, Jesus' name uh, when he was preaching last week. Uh, but I command you uh, in the the name of Jesus myself I command you Satan to put down your weapons and flee that the blood of Jesus is against you and no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper hallelujah glory to God I'm not talking about hearsay now I'm not talking about this is third or fourth hand information I'm telling you my testimony the God that brought me out hallelujah years ago is going to bring me out right now hallelujah because second and third hand information is not admissible in court and so I testify myself of the goodness and the glory of the Lord what are you saying I'm saying you need a personal experience with God you need your own testimony of how he brought you out how he made a way
pray for you uh, how you got to the place uh, that where you are in Christ Jesus uh, yes Lord uh, yes Lord uh, hallelujah God says uh, hallelujah I know in uh, uh, God says in the or Paul said uh, in the word of God I know uh, in whom I have believed uh, and I'm persuaded uh, that he shall keep that uh, which I have committed unto him uh, until that day uh, yes the, the name of the Lord uh, should be blessed uh, I feel uh, an anointing now uh, in this room uh, I feel God uh, hallelujah oh God uh, hallelujah reaching out uh, to somebody right now uh, and telling them uh, that I'm calling you uh, hallelujah I'm calling you into a place uh, of higher praise uh, I'm calling you to a place uh, of higher worship uh, higher devotion uh, in the name of Jesus uh, hallelujah something good uh, is getting ready to happen uh, in this place uh, hallelujah God is turning somebody uh, around right now uh, God is taking somebody uh, that was on the periphery uh, and bringing them uh, into the flow of God uh, hallelujah God is touching a heart uh, right now uh, hallelujah that heart is saying uh, as the deer uh, panteth after the water brook uh, so my soul uh, panteth after thee uh, take me Lord uh, to a deeper place uh, in you uh, hallelujah I've gotten to the point uh, to where I hunger and I thirst uh, after righteousness uh, for you said if I do uh, that you would feel me uh, and so I'm praying for a craving uh, I'm praying for a thirst uh, I'm praying for an appetite uh, to take me deeper uh, in the name of the Lord uh, I'm not satisfied uh, with coming to church uh, hallelujah uh, as though I was going to the movies uh, yes Lord uh, where I just sit back uh, and I'm entertained uh, but I'm praying Lord uh, I'm looking for you uh, to take me deeper uh, I want another experience uh, to where I can't wait uh, for Sunday to come uh, I have to seek you uh, early in the morning uh, on Monday uh, on Tuesday uh, Wednesday Thursday Friday uh, Saturday uh, hallelujah so by the time I get to church uh, yes Lord uh, hallelujah I'm already uh, ready to give you praise uh, I'm ready to give you the glory uh, because I've decided uh, hallelujah that I come to the garden uh, I come alone uh, while the dew is still on the rose uh, yes Lord uh, God I just want more of you uh, I want more of you uh, less of me uh, and more of you uh, take out of me uh, anything that's not like you uh, fill me uh, with your spirit fill me uh, with your presence uh, in the name of Jesus uh, I want to be like David uh, hallelujah that said in Psalm 84 uh, my soul longeth uh, even fainted for the courts of the Lord uh, my heart and my flesh uh, crieth out for the living God uh, yes Lord uh, I just want more uh, somebody that believes that with me just say I want more hallelujah I want more glory 
glory to God. I want to know you. I want more. Yes, Lord. How dare we think that we know the Lord when the Apostle Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament, hallelujah, testified that all oh, that I might know him, hallelujah, in the fellowship of his suffering and in the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Here's somebody that wrote most of the New Testament, but testified that there's still some things that I don't know about the Lord, and I want to know it in the fellowship of his suffering, in the power of his resurrection. And he's not stating this because he was lazy, not because he was slowful, not because he wasn't interested in God, but it takes time before you really get to know God. It takes an experience before you get to know the Lord. There's some, some circumstances that need to develop in your life. There's some trials and some tests. There's some tragedy and heartbreak that you need to experience so that you might know, hallelujah, that it's the Lord that has brought you out. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. I've been through some dry places, but I thank God that he's bringing me out. All right. I suffered isolation, persecution, but the Lord, hallelujah, would lift me up. I thank God that he keeps me under the shadow of his almighty wing. Paul said, after you have suffered a while, that God would establish you, strengthen you, settle you, and make you perfect. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You have got to want to know the Lord. You've got to want to crave after the Lord. Be willing to go perhaps where others won't go so that you might know the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I often just kind of follow David and follow his sayings and I try to memorize all of those that I come in contact with and one of those is that I followed hard after the Lord. Hallelujah. I followed hard after the Lord. Hallelujah. The David said, I thought of the Lord. I meditated upon him in my prayers while I lay in my bed. I blew him kisses. I made music. Hallelujah. Because I wanted to know. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I need to confess to you. As I close, I need to confess that there are those of us that are leaders. Hallelujah. Here in the body of Christ, that tabernacle of praise church. Hallelujah. And we're still in search of a closer walk with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so I believe I can testify for all of them not to make superheroes out of us. Hallelujah. We're like, we're men and women with like passions. Glory to God. Don't try to outfit me with a Superman outfit. Hallelujah. I don't want to walk around with a cape on my back. Hallelujah. I don't want to become a target. So don't put an S on my chest. Hallelujah. I don't want to be Superman. Is there anybody in here that would agree with me? I don't want to be Superman.
I just want to be Clark Kent with a calling. Just want to be. So God knows all about us. But we don't know enough yet about him. And you don't begin to know God until you admit that you don't know. You don't begin to know more about him until you realize and know that there's still so much more about you. I thank you, Lord, however, that I can come boldly before the throne of grace, obtain mercy, find grace to help in the time of need. I'm thankful that you said in your word that, I, that, that, that if any man lacketh wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to every man liberally upbraideth not no partiality no favorites hallelujah if you come and you ask it shall be given if you seek you shall find if you knock it will be opened unto you because the Lord is a very present help see what God wants to do is he wants to reveal himself that we might know him and so sometimes what God will do when we say that we want to know him is he'll create problems so that he can show you who he is. Controversies will come in your life so he can show you just how mighty he is, just that he is your defense, that he is your helper. You can never know God as a healer until you get sick. And if you know him as a healer, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know him as a provider. And if you know him as a provider, you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know him as a comforter. If you don't know him as a comforter, you'll never know. You might not know, you might know him as a comforter, but you might not know him as a protector. And so as you go through these situations, God begins to show you a different side of himself. So when you say that you want to know him, what you're really saying is God create a situation so that you might reveal more of yourself to me. Show me that you are the answer. And in order for you to appreciate the answer, you have to first be presented with a problem. If you've never been lonely, you'll never know him as a company keeper. If you've never been sad, you would know that he would be the joy in the times of sorrow. So every time you want to know him, my experience has been that God will take you through something. Is there anybody in here that has ever been through something? Every time you go through something, God is saying, I'm revealing more and more of myself to you. Sometimes we don't want to go through anything, but if you're going to get to know God in his many faceted, faceted personalities and character traits, then you're going to have to go through a little something. Just let me close with this. David said it was good for me that I had been afflicted 
For if I had never been afflicted, I would never have known the power of Almighty God. And so sometimes God will let you go through stuff just so that he can show you another side of himself. He'll let you go through a heartbreak. He'll let you go through being sucker punched by the devil just so that you'll be able to come out on the other side and say that it was good for me. Hallelujah. It was good for me that I had been afflicted. It was good for me that I went through what I had to go through. For if I had never gone through it, I would never have known the power of God. So what that enables us to do causes us to learn how to be glad and bless the Lord really at all times. In the good times and in the bad times, we continue to bless the name of the Lord. In isolation, in traumas, in struggles, we bless the name of the Lord because we understand and know that weeping may endure for a night but the God that we serve the God that knows us the God that we're getting to know is going to bring joy to us in the morning this becomes stuff that you can't learn in a book it, you can't learn some of this on a tape. You can't even learn some of this by, by always hearing the word of God. Some of this you actually have to experience so that you have firsthand testimony of just how good God is. I want to encourage you on today to keep moving, keep living, keep pursuing God so ultimately we might know who the Lord is. Would you stand all over the building? I want to pray. There might possibly be someone that doesn't know the Lord, someone that's on the verge of wanting to, to give up. I want to pray with you now because God wants us to put our trust in him. Trials only come to make us strong. The test comes so that we might ultimately become overcomers, so that we become better, so that we don't become bitter. You can't have a testimony without a test. And so we thank God for every trial. We thank God for everything that we've had to go through for if we never had a problem we wouldn't know that God could solve them according to the songwriter we wouldn't know what faith in his word could do so would you bow your heads with me as I pray precious father we thank you Lord Jesus thank you God for your word that has come to us thank you Lord that we have an example in front of us that it just takes time to really get to know you. But it becomes important for us to learn the significance of serving you, of going through what we have to go through. 
to really have an experience so that we might be able to share with somebody else our testimony, our experience. Somebody needs to know. They need to hear it from you. That you've gone through it. You've come out on the other side. That you've gotten a chance to know another facet of the God that you serve so that others might be inspired and encouraged to do the very same. Lord, we ask that you would look favorably upon us. God, give us a, a stout heart. Give us a strong mind. Give us a spirit that won't give in and won't give up. So ultimately, we might prove that serving you, oh God, that living for you, that getting to know you is a worthwhile experience. God, I thank you for every mountain. And I thank you for every valley. Thank you right now, Lord, for every trial and test that we've had to go through. Thank you, Lord, for the year of 2020. Thank you, Lord, that you have taught us how to go through, how to be strong, how to smile in the face of adversity and tell the enemy, hallelujah, that nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We ask now, Lord, that in spite of what we're presently going through, how it makes us feel, our heart is fixed, our mind is made up, that we're going to live for you through it all so that we might gain more knowledge and understanding of who you are. You said in your word, oh God, for us to be strong in the Lord, and in the power of, his, of your might, strengthen us now, Lord, for this time. Enable us to be an example of true holiness in our everyday lives. God, and we'll be careful to give your name the glory. All of the honor and the praise shall be yours. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody help me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you look back and you think back, over your life. Hallelujah. How he's been there through every line of pain and glory and you're still coming out with uplifted hands, with a praise on your lips, with joy in your heart. Come on, let's be a witness unto the entire world of what a great God we serve. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.